So I love genealogy. I know a lot about my family history. And one of the things that I love to tell people is that my great, great grandmother saw the shootout at the OK Corral. What? Yes, and she was like 12 or 13. Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, today, we are joined by Lisa, the host of History USA on YouTube and Instagram. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're very, very happy to have you with us. So before we get into introducing Lisa, I want to ask anybody who watches the live stream now or later, um, or who's listening to the podcast to give us a review, share the video and help us grow because really you guys are the the ones who are going to help us grow. Um, And we're trying to beat the History Channel. That's right. Because the History Channel, you know, they, they, they need, don't talk about history. They don't talk about history. So we, we talk about nothing but history on, on, on the Talk With History podcast. So <laughs> give us a shout out and help us grow. Now, Lisa, as I said earlier, she's the host of US History USA on YouTube and Instagram. And she has a passion for history and genealogy. And a, she's a fan of searching archives, visiting old plantations, battlefields, or really any historical gems found in Southeast America right now. We're so happy to have her with us tonight. So how are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing good. It's but us also, it's Historical USA. That's right. Thank you. So just, Thank you for the just correction. Just to clarify that, if historical. you're looking for History USA, you're, you might find somebody else. Um, yes, I, I do love that. I We've been... Um, we were in Charleston for quite a long time, and I just absolutely fell in love with the history there. And just, it is one of the most historical places in the country. Yeah. And I fell in love with the Southeast, but we are now up in uh, the D.C. area. We uh, just moved up here a few months ago, so now I'm I'm having a ball just oh, sure. exploring all the historical places around uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. It is. It's like it's like another. You couldn't have put me in two better places. You start me <laughs> off in Charleston, and then you move me up to D.C. And I mean, it is like a historian's paradise up here. Seriously. Yeah, you are you are not lacking for anything okay. to do on the weekend up there in the in the greater oh, no. D.C. area. Like there there's something so much everywhere. I mean, we drive from Norfolk all the way up to D.C. every once in a while yeah. just just to go yeah. do the history stuff up there. So we're we're, we're jealous. Oh, and I mean, and I can go see things over and over again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could go walk the National Mall every day and be just awed by how beautiful it is and just all the history there. And we do, we do have, um, we've we've scheduled some some trips. I've dragged my family along to some places. <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> that they wouldn't have known about or heard about, and I'm like, we got to go there and. I get to play tour guide with them. So it's been a lot of fun. Good, good. So so how did, tell us a little bit about your your background, maybe a little bit of like where you're from and kind of how you became like a, a fan of history and how that eventually grew into the, the Instagram channel and YouTube channel. Um, I mean, I think it's always been in my DNA. I grew up in um, Gilbert, Arizona, okay. which is outside of Phoenix. 
And I just, I think the first time that I my well, I can remember, and especially my mother will tell you that she knew that like this was going to be a passion of her daughter's was I was in the third grade. So I was like nine years old, my son's age, which is crazy. And I asked her if I could stay up on a Sunday night during a school night <laughs> so I could watch A House Divided by a uh, documentary the American Ex- American Experience had put on on PBS oh about That's uh, great. Mary Todd and uh, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and kind of the dichotomy that was going on within their family. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, it wasn't like, okay, I wanted to stay up and watch this. I stayed up and I took notes. <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. what? <laughs> like takes notes. And so I took notes. And the funny thing was those notes like stayed in our family room, like for years, <laughs> like they just stayed in the family room for years. And I remember I wrote them on like graphing paper, just whatever I could find. It was like, I was watching yeah. the documentary and I was like, I gotta write this down. And I just started writing notes and I kept the notes and I think my, and I remember my three older brothers were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? That's too funny. But I had a lot of like historical influences in my life too. Um, my two older brothers who really aren't into history as much anymore, but they um, had a huge love and fascination with the Civil War as teenage boys. And they're a little older than me. And so this is, you know, before iPhones, before mm-hmm. smartphones, yeah. and you go in the bathroom and you have like a pile of magazines. Yeah, yeah. encyclopedia. Well, my brother, <laughs> my brother would leave um, like young adult Civil War books and Revolutionary War books in the bathroom. And so he would leave like his favorite one was Rifles for Weighty. And so Rifles for Weighty, if you've ever read that book, if, if you've ever heard of it, I've tried to find it uh, in a few... Uh, a few bookstores and stuff and I can't find it, but he would leave rifles for weighty in the bathroom. And I just remember like I would pick it up and read it. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Whatever I was in there for any length of I'm time. I'm looking for rifles for weighty now. Yeah. We'll have to go, yeah. go look so, at the army Navy store. <laughs> yeah. And so just really early on, I, I just had a love for it. And I also am kind of a little bit of a know-it-all and I like to know how things work and why things are the way that they are. And history is, will tell you all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, so it'll get down to the brass tacks. How did yet. that eventually translate that? Like kind of what prompted you to start up, you know, some of the social media channels? Um, Cause in various spots, you've got a, a fair amount of followers. Yeah. Social media has been a wild, a wild ride. I think for anybody that does social media, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you have like, some serious heps and lows but really the reason why I started it was I had um we had started a family moved across country you know I I had just had my daughter my daughter was starting to get to an age where she didn't need me as much I mean she needs me but you know right you get out of a certain stage Mm -hmm. and they they're a little more independent and you're you're a little more free to do what you want to do we were in Charleston South Carolina and I was actually sitting on the beach I remember it was right around um, the 4th of July and I was scrolling through Facebook and someone had posted a picture of a little monument that said, um, and and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but it says like 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence, Mm -hmm, like two of them have died and two of them had lost sons and they had lost all their fortune and 
and everything. And, and here I am living in Charleston, South Carolina, Yeah, which is not only, you know, one of the original 13 colonies, mm-hmm. which was something I had never experienced being out in the Southwest. There's just so much history there. And I went, I don't know any of these men. I could not, as someone who was into history and took history classes, I realized I could not tell you maybe more than 10 of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And there was 56 signers. And that kind of hit me a little hard. And I went, you know, I don't know who these people are. And let's kind of start to figure out. So if you go all the way back to my, like, very, very beginning, the first couple posts, it's all about the signers and just getting their names out there, finding quotes. And um, I think my research skills have come quite a long way. Mm -hmm. So just kind of digging in and finding out who these people are. As I started doing that, I went, you know, I am going to start my, I'm going to start a history page. I'm going to call it Historical USA. And we're going to start with the founding era and the Revolutionary War. And I thought for sure, by the next year, I'd get to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know, and you start to realize, I started to realize very quickly that I could just stay in the Revolutionary War forever and never know everything that there was to know about it. That I could, um, you know, uncover people and you start falling down rabbit holes. And that's kind of where I went with my page for a really long time. I just would research someone and then another person would pop up like Mercy Otis Warren that I was like, wow, she is so cool. And she, her nickname is the muse of the American revolution. Mm-hmm. And huh. not a lot of people know about her. I think there's one statue in Massachusetts that the daughters of the American revolution had um, put up about her. And she wrote an entire history of the American revolution and shared that and got firsthand um, firsthand letters and documentation mm-hmm. of some of our founding fathers. She was really close friends with um, Thomas Jefferson and That's cool. uh, John Adams, Sam Adams. Uh, I think she gets a little buried because she was an anti-federalist mm-hmm. and she kind of took part in that um, uh, war of words between the anti-federalists and the federalists yeah. uh, publicly along with like Sam Adams and um, some of the other anti-federalists. And I think that kind of damaged her a little bit in history. And, but when I uncovered her, I went, wow, like I could really relate to her. She's a female historian Mm -hmm. and she is doing it in real time. And I I just really gravitated towards her. And I wanted to find more people like that. I wanted to find more people that were buried in the, the, um, annals of history and try to bring them up a little bit. Well, it seems like and you're so, working um, backwards because you're doing the Mayflower right now. You're doing all the, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to do the American revolution and get to the civil war. Oh wait, I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And see, that's the thing. I, and I realized very quickly, I, I didn't want my pages for me. Yeah. Like this is, this yeah. is yeah. my hobby. Absolutely. Like I have to have, I have to have a, I have to have a goal, but at the same time, I, I want to do what what's interesting at the this, this sure. same time. Like, and you'll yeah. see me like go off on a little bit. Like I had a little period where I was really fascinated with the Titanic. <laughs> and so I posted a lot of Titanic <laughs> interviews and I did a lot of things about the Titanic. I think I did a whole YouTube video on the, on the California, mm. uh, Californian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, 
you know, you'll see me do that a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and it's funny because I was in college. I was in college while I was doing mm -hmm. the beginnings of my page and I was taking like the classics, Roman history. And, and I did like a whole swath of just posts on emperors and philosophers and just kind of things that interest me. And, but it's kind of always the, at the, at its core has always been the founding fathers and American revolution sure. and, for right now, I mean, I'll get to the Civil War one day, yeah. <laughs> and you'll I, see Civil War. You'll see Civil War posts too, because I, I it's the, like a the Mayflower. I, I like it. I like like what you said. Do yeah. it what interests you, because I think yeah. the passion comes across. Then uh, absolutely, and, yeah. and and I think to to your point, that's kind of how we've done mm -hmm. our channel, because there's a lot of channels you know, on, on YouTube where they focus on World War II or their reaction style videos. Mm -hmm or Civil War, something like that. Um, and they're all well and good, but for us, I'd say we're a lot more of a variety. Yeah, you we know? go I mean, all over. We're mm -hmm. kind of, we do all the time. I mean, we had, you know, Jen got to go to England, so we did a bunch of English mm -hmm. stuff, and then we're doing the Army-Navy stores down the street yeah. because we thought that was really cool. And then there's some other, you know, yeah. we're just kind of hitting a little bit of everything. And, so we understand. You know, to, to your same point, um, we see the trends of what tends to be popular videos mm -hmm. for folks who are visiting our channel so far but even within those there's people who like our Emmett Till kind of more civil rights era type stuff mm -hmm. and then all our Arlington stuff yes. you know so even within there there's subsets yeah. so you can fall down those rabbit holes and there's plenty of other people that are interested in those rabbit holes just like you yeah and it's I, I kind of feel like hit with history especially with historians they want to learn about other history too mm -hmm. yeah I, I, I have not met one of those like niche you know, World War One, World War Two. I have a lot of World War One, World War Two pages that follow my stuff mm -hmm. and will share because you know they. History is you genuinely want to learn. Yeah. I think when you're a history buff, um, so I don't. And my name, my my page is Historical USA for a reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't keep it like Penman of the Revolution because I wanted sure. to have it where I could go wherever I wanted to go. Sure. Mm -hmm. I just kind of felt like at the time that I started doing this, I really, really wanted to get our founding fathers names out there and, and really kind of get people to understand who these men were and that, that it was so much more than, than kind of what we've been presented. Yeah. Well, well, there's yeah. uh we're going to, we're going to jump on to the next segment here. And this is kind of a, if, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet, mm -hmm. because like other aspects of social media, podcasts are, are difficult to grow. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have a ton of folks uh, that, are, that are listening just yet, but we like to do something that's called a history word association game. So, so <laughs> don't get it's, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's really this, okay. all this is, is just, you know, I'll kind of think of a topic and then I'll kind of try to pick some words to see mostly kind of how each of us think, right? And a little secret about this podcast, it's more of a people podcast than it is a, a history podcast, even though history is kind of the avenue for us to to, mm -hmm. to chit chat. Um, so you just kind of, you know, I'll, I'll give you a word and you can say the first word or phrase that pops into your head. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So if I was to say Kansas, what would you think? Topeka, Kansas. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, if I was to say <laughs> solo, What's the first thing that would come to mind? Han Solo. Okay. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what Jen said too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I was to say equal rights amendment, what would you think? Equal rights amendment. Honestly, 13th comes to mind, like the 13th amendment. Okay. All right. 
Um, if I was to say ticker tape parade, what would you think? Um, the first thing that popped into my mind was the the fanfare, the the old this might be the old archive footage of Pershing coming into New York after oh, World sure. War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if I was to say transatlantic, what would you think? Amelia Earhart. Yeah. So that is that is the subject that I am driving. I am driving towards. <laughs> I was the same way. Yeah, you hit almost the same thing that Jen Amelia hit. Earhart. She, he said Kansas. I said Dorothy. He said Solo. I said Hans. Yeah. He said Equal Rights Amendment. I was like nineteenth. Yeah. I was like never never passed. And he goes ticker. He he said ticker. He didn't. I don't think he did ticker tape parade. No, we added that one. But he said transatlantic. I said Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Like. So I was the same way. Yeah. So so we I, wanted to add one, so we added ticker tape because when she came back. Yeah. So so all of those words mm-hmm. were kind of leading up to Amelia Earhart. So she was actually born in Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. She was known for some of her more famous solo flights, um, the Equal Rights Amendment. She was a big proponent of yes. the Equal Rights Amendment for women's rights and things like that. The ticker tape parade. So she received a ticker tape parade when she did that transatlantic flight yeah. uh, in July of 1928. Um, this is kind of mm-hmm. stuff you know, I, I think of the topic and then I, I go search for the words. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that, you know, leads up into it. And what we like to ask is, what do you remember learning about either in your youth or what stands out to you now about Amelia Earhart? Because I think it's always interesting to kind mm-hmm. of talk about how we learn certain relatively famous historical figures. Um, it's funny you say that. I just watched a documentary on Amelia Earhart. Oh, on, cool. Um, Nova on PBS Nova they mm-hmm. they did yeah. a documentary because they think they had found her bones. Yeah. So they're oh, trying cool. to figure out if these were actually her bones or not. Um so I do know quite a a bit about Amelia Earhart. Um I do uh know one fun fact about Amelia Earhart. She hated her freckles. Oh, really? And she yeah, and so when they were trying to find out if her body was what was the body that they think it was they had found all these glass bottles um in this because they believe what had happened was that her ship had her plane had gone down and they they think that her and her co-pilot had um were stranded on a desert island Mm -hmm. Mm, and they think that she had and and her co-pilot i can't remember his name but they but they had um, survived for quite a while on the island mm-hmm. yeah. before they had succumbed to, to death. What they what they are alleging that they believe. But sure. they had found um, these bodies and next to them were these glass vials. And she hated her freckles. And so what she would do is she would apply a mercury concoction to her skin oh, to wow. try and minimize her freckles. And the mercury was kept in these glass bottles. Huh. And so they right. tested the bottles to see if it could have been her cosmetics. I mean, it is the, you know, the early 20th century and, yeah. and they did stuff like that. But so that was one of the things that they used to see if that these might have been her and her co, co-pilot's remains. How interesting. Um, yeah, Fred. Which I found really fascinating. Really, really fascinating. That is fascinating. It's kind of um, a little stretchy. Right, you just crash landed, and you're on an island. I think the last thing I'd be concerned about is my freckles. Well, I mean, she she might have she might have had the vials <laughs> with her. Right? Yeah, I think it, it might have been more like she grabbed the bag and they were in there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the one thing you know, but I've was. heard I've heard all the conspiracy theories sure. about Amelia Earhart. You mm-hmm. know that she she was actually captured and assimilated yeah. into mm-hmm. a, um, certain cultures and. 
Um, but it is it is a fun mystery and, and kind of a fun um, story to a tragic story, but also kind of a fun story to to to, to take a look at. And, um, you know, she she lived a really incredible life. Yeah. I mean, she is definitely a woman that took did not take no for an answer. Mm hmm. And yeah. I can totally respect that. She was in very much a man's world. Yeah, um, especially at that time. Trying to, yeah, oh yeah, trying to do, you know, something that, I mean, had a lot of risk yeah. involved. Yeah. And yeah. she trained a lot for it. I know mm -hmm. she did train quite a bit. In, and I think she trained in California for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so, and, and to your point too, when I was kind of looking up, you know, different things about her, I mean, she had like, tried multiple times to go to some like very high quality colleges. I think she had plans at one point to try to go to MIT mm -hmm. or I just wasn't able to make certain things happen, but eventually yeah. found her way, you know, in, into to doing something that's like incredibly historic. Yeah. You know, I, there was a picture of her walking with the president, Absolutely. you know, with, with Herbert Hoover, mm -hmm. you know, it was, mm -hmm. uh, you talk about someone who, who found her way. And like you said, she didn't take no for an answer. And, and made her mark on history, which I think she was going to do. She's one of those characters that probably would have done it one way or another. Sure. She was trying to make it to Howland Island. I'll never. So every time we would yeah. be in the Navy out there, I'd always be like, Howland Island, where is it at? I mean, it's crazy. That was the most dangerous part of the whole trip. Because yeah. here she's trying to make it to this small island with a small airstrip at the end of her fuel. Was this from like... She's flying from, from Asia... She's going to hit Howland, and then she'd probably hit Hawaii, and then probably hit back to America. This is right. the end of her trip. Oh, she crashed yeah. at the end of her trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the last part. Oh, wow. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, she didn't, she didn't make it to Howland Island. It, they did search for her. They oh, did they send did. out quite a search party for her. And there is some archive footage of that that mm -hmm. you could see, I think. Because I, I know that the... Um, the Navy searched. The for Navy her. was involved in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, FDR. It was, was, it was quite an, yeah. an effort. They definitely put out a search for her. Yeah, but again, I, it's just one of those things that I thought was interesting, and I like to kind of ask the question and kind of see what people know, see what they don't know, see what they learn. Like I, really, all I remember learning about Amelia Earhart growing up was, you know, one of the first kind of women to do these incredible flights. Yeah. Um, I mean, she did a bunch of. She pushed the envelope in a lot of ways. Yeah. She's wearing mm -hmm. pants all the time, right? I think when I read her book as a kid, because I loved her as a child, yeah. her mom made her pants. Like, she didn't want to wear dresses as a little girl. I mean, uh, they made her made, like bloomers, yeah. like bigger pants. And then she cut her hair short. Okay. Right? So you always think of Amelia Earhart with the short hair. Yep. Now, if the roaring 20s and 30s, not that big of a deal, but she always had her hair short. Hmm. So that's mm. kind of still pushing that. Yeah social norm yeah you know? <laughs> Mo moving on from that what's one of the things i like to ask folks is is what they remember from their youth of like the first big historic event that either happened to you or that you remember whether it's local it happened in your family or national global like what's the first big kind of historical event that that you remember like that i knew history was being made in this moment sure um, well, you know, for me, that's obviously nine eleven. Okay. That, that's going to be something that is seared into my brain forever. But the funny thing is about that, or, or the most ironic thing in my life about nine eleven was, 
my grandparents were visiting in a few months before that. So they were visiting right before we started school. Yeah. And my, I asked, my grandmother looked at me, they were talking about Pearl Harbor and, you know, when they were kids, how, how that impacted them. And my grandmother grew up on a, a Navy base. Her, her um, father was a Marine. And so she just remembers when Pearl Harbor happened that she'll remember where she was for the rest of her life. Oh, wow. What, what happened that day and the feeling in the country. And she, and I remember she looked over at me and they were also kind of talking about like the Oklahoma bombing, which I do remember a little bit, but I was five years old. So, um, I do remember like my mom watching the news about it, but I don't really remember like grasping what was happening. But I do remember when my grandmother and my mom were kind of talking about, you know, those events in history that you'll remember where you are forever. And my grandma talked about Pearl Harbor and the Kennedy assassination and things. And I do remember her looking over at me at like 12 years old. She went, huh, I wonder what's going to happen in your little life, you know, that you'll, you'll, you'll remember where you were. And like a month later, 9-11 happened. Wow. And I, it's like, I can remember like the events of that day so clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do, and you know, like I was a weird child. So I do <laughs> remember watching, you know, Congress and all the mm-hmm. congressional hearings and everything going on. I remember them voting on the Patriot Act. And um, so I was very, I very much realized in that moment that, you know, the world was going to change forever. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to know and kind of understand what that change was going to look like even at a, at a young age. So, um, you know, my dad was very much involved in politics at that time too. And so, yeah, like he would have C-SPAN on if, if, especially while, while all of that was going on to see what Congress was doing. And I do remember watching, watching some of those hearings with him and, and kind of, trying to get a grasp about what was going on, but we did watch my, and I remember my brother and my brothers and I, not so much my sister, which is really funny. She has a totally different, she's a few years younger than me and she has a completely different understanding of nine 11 than I do just from being really? three years younger. Huh. And so, um, so it is kind of interesting, but I do, I do, 9-11 for sure. Yeah. That for sure is going to be like probably one of the hopefully only big, big, big events. So do you like remember, that. so you, you mentioned your grandma, right? A month prior saying, you know, talking about you know, either Pearl Harbor, JFK assassination, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, do you remember some of the things that she said? Like, does she remember where she was and what she did, whether it was, you know, you know, Pearl Harbor, like mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor. I mean, that, that, I'm, I'm kind of curious, right? I, I didn't get a chance to, to talk to my grandparents as much, you know, when I was younger. Do you remember any of the things that she yeah. said, like what she remembered? So, yeah, actually, um, this summer I went back to Phoenix. They're now pushing 90. So yeah. my grandfather just turned 89 and my grandmother is 88 years old. And when I went back to Arizona, I did go back with the sole purpose to to interview them on camera oh good and to to ask them those questions and my grandfather i have posted some videos of them mm-hmm. from those interviews like yeah. my grandmother met elvis i saw that one and so i posted mm-hmm. that oh, and that's cool. you can see my my grandpa is kind of sitting there with his 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> and that's just how he is. Mm-hmm. It's like pulling teeth trying to get emotion out of him. Unless you're st- talking about the stock market. But <laughs> <laughs> with my grandmother, she was... um she was like seven years old and she does remember that it was very scary. Um, and being growing up on a Navy base, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, the, the type of, um, activity that would be happening around where they were, uh, was very scary. And she said, you know, she said it was a very, very scary feeling, but she also talked a lot about, um, VJ day. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They were in San Diego, and, and she was old enough that her mother left her younger brothers uh, at home and took her and her oldest brother, Danny, to downtown San Diego. Oh, my goodness. And I, and I, took, uh, I looked up some archival footage of what was going on at downtown San Diego, mm-hmm. and I showed it to her, because there is this one car of this, and my grandmother's got this golden red reddish strawberry blonde hair Mm -hmm. Uh, and she dyes it now but that was kind of the color back then Mm -hmm. her natural color and there is this one convertible car that she kind of that sounds just looks just like the car that she had described her mother driving with these two little kids in the back seat and it was this a daughter and a it was a son and a daughter a brother and a sister and I was like, oh my gosh, what if that's my grandmother? Yeah. Oh, how but, cool. But I mean, it's too grainy to like, oh yeah, that, that's for sure. But sure. I mean, yeah. I could just imagine her in that crowd. There's that's like really... uh, sailors everywhere. And she remembers how the joy from like being in that crowd. And and that's the stuff she wants to remember. That's and awesome. so that's the, that's what she wanted to talk about was, that's was BE really Day cool. and BJ Day and how San Diego was like, bustling and yeah everyone was out on the street just celebrating and people were throwing confetti in the air it was just it was just a wild party and i just i loved that story that was my favorite story of that that, that she told that's a that's a really cool one I, I mean i would say for me you know and I, that's why i was i was very curious I to hear that. yeah what you were you know what you got to talk to your, your grandparents about the only thing i think for my grandparents i remember when i was pretty young so my my grandfather, gosh, he was, well, he passed away, you know, quite a few years ago now, but, uh, he was born in the early 1900s, like 1915 ish or something like that, 18. Um, but I remember him as a kid, right? You always, uh, kids, a lot of times we we get that assignment, like, Hey, interview your grandparents Mm -hmm. about something that they remember. And I remember him telling me about living through the great depression and where he lived and, and taught, like he told me about making like, you know, basically like tomato soup out of like ketchup, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like literally like sewing clothes with like potato sacks yeah, and stuff like sacks that, flower stuff. sacks. Mm-hmm. Like he remembers, yeah. he remembers that as a kid. And that that's one of those things. And that's why I was curious to hear about your, your grandparents' experience. I um, love that. And that's, that's, that's always stuck out my mind. And I was probably like maybe seven or eight. Um, I don't remember too much more. I don't remember what the report is about. It's probably about the Great Depression. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I remember interviewing my grandpa. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember this, that, and the other. And well, Lisa, I just love that story so much because yeah. we met in San Diego. Yeah. We got married in San Diego. We got married at the base on 32nd Street. Yeah. We got married at that oh, really? base. Yeah, that little chapel. The little chapel there. Yeah. 
And uh, we had oh, a wow. yeah, we had a reception at North Island on the base. So I just love to hear that San Diego was such a navy town through yeah. all of that. You know, like it, that's really awesome, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. Now my grandpa, he doesn't talk much, and it's really hard to kind of get stuff out of him. I really wanted to try to interview him about Pearl Harbor because he wasn't there in San Diego. He was in Zap, North Dakota, but he doesn't remember a thing about Pearl Harbor. Oh, really? Like no one talked about it with him. N- none of that. Really? But he's one of those family that, that kind of were affected a little bit by the great depression. Yeah. Yeah. And for a long time, his father had died when he was about seven. Mm. And for a long time, I didn't know, nobody talked about why he died or anything. And just from doing the interviews and kind of talking to them and trying to get their story, I found out that he had killed himself. Oh, wow. And so I was asking my grandpa, like, okay, grandpa, tell me, you know, what do, what do you remember about your dad? And, and he says he doesn't remember anything. And I knew he grew up in a farming town. So I asked him, I said, Grandpa, like, was it the Great Depression? Was this what happened? And he said, no. What happened was he and his sisters believe from what his mother told him that his father was given a terminal cancer diagnosis Mm. by the doctor. Mm -hmm. And instead of having his family watch him kind of waste away, he just decided to kind of end it all. And, but in doing that, Pearl Harbor happens about two or three years later. Yeah. And my grandmother, my great grandmother, his mother, who is now a single mother, yeah. mm-hmm. single um, woman, was able to get a job on the Navy Yard, <laughs> awesome. oh, wow. working on the B-52s, and she was a Rosie, a Rosie. Yeah, oh Rosie the Riveter. And, the Riveter. and Rosie the Riveter. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dad, my grandpa, I was like, Grandpa, do you know how iconic that is? And he's like, <laughs> and it's funny, because he's just like, well, you know, she worked crazy hours, and yeah. she's on shift work, and I didn't really understand what was going on. And, you know, now the Rosies have kind of become like this, you know, icon for yeah. female empowerment. It's literally and the podcast just, cover art for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and totally he just kind of downplayed it my whole life. And I was like, Grandpa, like, do you not understand how big of a deal this is that my great grandmother, yeah. you know, was working on these airplanes during World War II? And and he's just like, well, you know, it's just her job. That was her job. That's just what she <laughs> it's did. So and interesting. To him, it was humble. They're just humble, too. It's how the (laughs) life was. It's the way it was. It's what we had to do. I mean, we see it as so iconic. They see it as survival. You know, you come from strong women, Lisa. I mean, that's a lot for her to move her family and then work. Right yeah. to do work. You, do you yeah. where? So where? Where was the? Where was she living? Like what Navy base was that? Was it San Diego too? So they yeah, it was the same Navy base actually. So when they moved on, they moved um uh I think down the street from my grandmother. Okay. And so at that time, my grandpa was about. So that's how they met. Twelve. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. when my grandmother got there. So my grandfather was born in Zap, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and um. They moved and lived with a family for about a year, and then she was able to get housing on the Navy Yard, yes. the Naval Base, yep. and met my grandmother, and actually, he saw, took one look at my grandmother and said, that's the woman I'm going to marry. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and awesome. and they've had like this 1950s like quintessential yeah like love story ever since yeah. it's just been that's it, great. And they got married. Um, they got married at Balboa Park. Okay. Oh, we know yeah. like a chapel Park. there. Yeah, we know yep. mm-hmm. yeah. And that's kind of, and that's where they got married in 1954. Wow. In 1954. Yeah. I how think. crazy! That's so awesome. family working on navy bases yeah. in San Diego area, and then uh, it's getting, getting married there. You know, not too much yep. longer. And he joined the Air Force, and he. Yeah. yeah, it is a Navy town, and he joined the Air Force and went to Albuquerque, New Mexico mm-hmm. during the Korean War. Okay. Um, took my grandma. My grandma loved it. My grandma loved being a military spouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that because she, she always, every time she calls me, she goes, I bet you're loving this life. And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> there are days. Like, <laughs> but she loved being a military spouse, but when they got back, he went to San Diego and worked for Goodyear Tire for yeah. Till he retired. And I was, it was funny because I was, um, I had posted a video about the Artemis space launch. Mm-hmm. And someone went, you know, I'm talking about how we're going to go back to the moon. And somebody goes, well, we never went there in the first place. Yeah. And <laughs> I started chuckling to myself because my grandpa's a very, very, um, he doesn't talk much. There's not a lot you can get him riled up about. But if you mention that the moon landing never happened, he goes crazy. Yeah. He goes, I know for a fact it happened because I saw the tires on the moon <laughs> rover. <laughs> and so he gets really passionate about that because he saw those tires working for Goodyear for uh, as long cool. as he did. That's, <laughs> awesome. that's awesome. Well, yeah, great. he's a he's a he's a good he's he is so funny to me because he's just so quiet and calm yeah. and then you can get him on these things exactly. so so i think that's actually a good segue so w- one of the the last questions um that i like to ask is is some regional history whether it's from where you grew up and obviously now that you're you're in the navy life moving every <laughs> couple of years um you're learning all the regional history but i like to ask folks you know especially maybe more where they grew up is what's some regional history that you knew about that if I was to go visit, you know, the area where you grew up that, 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 I, that I wouldn't know about. Yeah. That you wanted to show us. Okay. Okay. So you mentioned earlier, my, my, one of my biggest hobbies is genealogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love genealogy. I know a lot about my family history. And one of the things that I love to tell people is that my great, great grandmother saw the shootout at the OK Corral. What? How awesome! Yes, and she was like twelve or thirteen. Her father was working. (laughs) Well, her father worked for the silver mines. So Tombstone is a big mining town, and Mm -hmm. that's it's like it's a boom town. And so uh, there was a silver mine there, and he was a silver miner working for the silver mines. And I mean, you go to, I think Tombstone's an awesome town. Mm -hmm. It is so fun. It is they have kept that western. Um, theme going up. Yeah, we still need to go. Yeah, uh, we need to walk forever. From there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the bird cage. Go to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been there. It's it is uh, it is a desert desert town. <laughs> but my grandmother, you know, she was she was there in Tombstone when the when the OK Corral when oh that shootout gosh. happened. And the shootout is quite funny because there is quite a build up to it. I mean, mm-hmm. there is definitely sure. um, hostilities happening mm-hmm. in the town between the, the two groups, between yep. the brothers and the, the um, White Earp and Doc mm-hmm. Holliday. But the shootout lasts for like less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And it's kind of, it, and it, 
it wasn't like out in the street. It was kind of like a ways off in an alley. Mm-hmm. And you can go and watch the the recreation of it or uh, the reenactment okay. of it. And it's like, boom. Oh, wow. Wow. That, that, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, but it's the, but it's the history of the lead up. The it's lead the, up. It the drama mm-hmm. of the building up yes, to this hostility. Um, yeah, to wider. And then um, the courthouse is really interesting, too. There is a lot of um, uh, history behind there. Uh, you can go there and find a lot of um, like ghost t- tours. You could take a lot of ghost tours there, like the birdcage is haunted, is supposedly. All throughout Arizona, you're going to find these like cowboy towns yeah. that they've kind of kept up a little bit. So like there's Bisbee. I lived in, in Tucson for quite a bit. And so there's a ton of history down there as well that you can kind of go see. Cool. Um, so, so but yeah, your grandma was in Tombstone. How long did she live in Tombstone then? How long was she there? And so, um, your great, great, they great-grandma. were in Tombstone. She got married very young. She actually married at 14, which was probably, it was so typical she wasn't, of the time. Yeah. She wasn't there for very long. Mm-hmm. And then she married, um, a very mean man named Carr. He was a lot older than her, had a couple kids, but she moves to Yuma, Arizona, or or kind of outside near Mm -hmm. the Welton area, a little outside Yuma, Arizona. And that's where my dad's family lived for a very long time. My grandparents were there. So we would go to Yuma and there's, oh, and you can go to, um, like, if you've ever seen the movie 310 to Yuma. I love that movie so much. Yes. I love it. Okay, well, you can go to, yeah, you can go to the fort. I mean, um, the Yuma Yuma prison is still there. Yeah. And so you can go to the fort there. um, And they have a a graveyard and stuff. And you can kind of walk around and. So much history, Lisa. Oh, my gosh. You have to do like. I mean, there is. There's also. Arizona. Well, there's also like. There's like Montezuma's Castle. Mm -hmm. And Montezuma's Well. Uh, and then there's all kinds of native history there. If you go to like Sedona, it's like, I mean, Sedona Flagstaff, sure. there's a yeah. lot of, um, like native American history mm-hmm. there that you could see. Um, I wouldn't say like Phoenix. I don't think, Fe- I wouldn't give Phoenix like an, an A plus on preservation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they've tried, they've tried, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that like, you know, they've done a, a, a super stellar job on it, <laughs> but, but um, they do have some old, old buildings there. Like the, um, uh, if you're into like mobster history, John mm-hmm. Dillinger oh. was murdered outside of the, Oh, okay. Theater in the, Tucson, the theater, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you can go and see that the theater is still there where he he um, is shot. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, there's like places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? There's places you can go and and look around. My hometown, Gilbert, has a little local museum that you can go into and and learn a little bit about Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're a lot better at uh, at genealogy than 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 I ever was because I. Our daughter, we mentioned to her one time oh, yeah. that my father believes that we are distantly related to Zachary Taylor, the, mm-hmm. 12th, the 12th president. Um, okay. And I don't know if he's ever actually confirmed that. I think he said that he did. <laughs> I know. But I don't know our, our, our daughter has latched onto that. We have to right. pray to him at night. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to we pray don't have to, to Zachary Taylor. We don't have to pray to him. We have to, we have to pray for, for him and our other 
passed along relatives to, 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 to watch over. To her. watch over her. the twelfth um, president. I have to pray to so, the twelfth. So president. maybe we'll maybe we'll get some <laughs> tips and tricks from you on uh, on genealogy research. Yeah. Um, and I can actually prove I, or disprove that for you know for a final. I one was time. gonna say anytime you need help with that. I just actually I just gave a lecture on Tuesday about um, finding your records. Oh, okay. Yes. Your genealogy we records. We should do Scott. I mean Scott. <clears throat> I've I've done mine. But Scott, he claims to have family on the Mayflower. Yeah, they, from his, my mom's yeah, side. Yeah. yeah, from my mom's and side. And his mom's maiden name, Violet. <clears throat> There's records of the Violet children doing chores on George Washington's farm. So she's hmm. descendant of those violets. Yeah, acor- according to my to according George to my my grandparents, you know, from oh. what they were told, and and you know their yeah. grandparents. I mean, they were homesteaders. They ended up in Montana and so I blame all Scott that, for all everything that kind wrong of stuff. Um, his ancestors. So, <laughs> so 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 apparently on on that side of the family, we, we go all the way back to. Way it's back. not. The, I don't think it's the May, was the Mayflower. It was like one of the ones that came like just right just just afterwards, yeah. like probably a couple yeah. months afterwards. Um, cause there was that one and then there's ones that ships that kind of kept coming, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, apparently that's the case, <laughs> I, you know, but again, I, I have yeah, not it, pr- proved or disproved anything. So, well, let me tell you, I mean, you will find that some of the things that you learned from your, like my grandpa, not my, but not the one I, we've been talking about a little bit, but my other grandpa, he would always say that we were related to Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. And oh, Geronimo yeah. Yeah. and uh, Anne Frank. Yeah. So she's Dutch, we're Dutch, <laughs> so sure. we have to be related yeah, to Anne yeah. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so, so some things like that. But when I started doing my genealogy work, I did. Uh, I never heard that we were related to anybody on the Mayflower, and we're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not related to anybody on the Mayflower, but I realized I, or found out that um, Osamiquin or Chief Massasoit, he is my twelfth great grandfather. And his daughter, so Massasoit ends up, his children get English titles. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the colonists start referring to them as like Princess Anne and Prince Philip. Okay. And you might have heard of like Prince Philip's War. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, his daughter marries a Starkweather who is. Um, one of the strangers, he's not a pilgrim, but he comes on one of the ships after the Mayflower mm-hmm. to Plymouth Colony. Wow. And he marries Massasoit's daughter. And that's my ancestors, the Starkweather ah. line. So through the Starkweather line, I'm related to the uh, Chief Massasoit. There you go. So yeah. that was kind of cool. And when I told my dad, he just was like blown away. He was yeah. like, I cannot even believe that. Ah. <laughs> cool. He, he was cool. absolutely blown away. That's really, really neat. Well, Lisa, I, I'm sure we could kind of keep chatting. I feel like we're I'm falling down a rabbit hole with you right now on this genealogy <laughs> thing. So I'm going to stop myself so this isn't a three-hour podcast. Um, but can you yeah. tell our listeners and the folks watching on the live stream um, the best place for people to find you online? Okay. I am predominantly three places. I am on Facebook at Historical USA, but I don't do much over there. Um, but I am on Instagram at historical underscore USA, yep. as well as TikTok historical underscore USA. You can follow me there. And then you can follow me here on YouTube at historical USA. Yep. And then I also have a website. I do have a website. It's historical US. Um, it's just historical com, And I do post um, 
So like when I do long form videos, mm -hmm. I will post like my a blog post with it. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, that will have sometimes we'll have like the sources and citations of the, the research that I used and books that I read and Good. Yeah, book recommendations. Because awesome. I always get people that are asking, okay, well, what do I, what do I want to read if I want to yep. learn about this? Mm -hmm. uh, that's awesome. Um, so I will list, you know, the books that I read mm -hmm. or and and referenced in in my video. Awesome. At, right on, on my website. Yeah, yeah, well, well, I, I will, um, I will make sure that I add the links to your YouTube channel, Instagram channel, in the in the description of this video. Um, and for those listening and for those watching, thank you for listening to the Talk with History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look up the Talk with History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow. And we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.